on tonight's episode of Horror on the Rocks. Frank, Joe, and special guest Amanda discuss their favorite horror movies available to stream and review 2009's The House of the Devil. They're coming for you, Barbara. Look, there comes one of them now. <laughs> Welcome. To a very special, uh, unique episode of Horror on the Rocks. I know. It's the first one, Frank, that we've done not together in person, but we're trying to be responsible citizens and uh, adhere to shelter in place, social distancing policies. So we're each from our own places now doing this via Zoom. Yes. Uh, I'm in. I'm quarantined with my family in Westchester. You're, you're still in Maniunk, right, Joe? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm in my place in the sort of office storage room hybrid that kind of whatever like random miscellaneous things we have that we don't know where else to put. It kind of just gets stored in here. <laughs> this is where I've been working from. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm very uh, comfortable in this chair and I got my drink though. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. Yeah. So this episode, um, I guess kind of in the spirit of what we're all having to deal with here and being stuck in our homes. Almost everything about this episode is kind of dedicated to what you got in your house making it work. The movie we're going to do tonight uh, is called uh, The House of the Devil, Ty West film from 2009. Our it's list. A comedy. It's a comedy? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a comedy. Yeah. Um, well, I, if, if maybe we watched the wrong movie if you think it's a comedy. <laughs> um, our list this evening, we're going to break down a list of our uh, favorite things that are available to stream right now. I know there's a lot of streaming services out there, but we kind of limited it to Amazon Prime, Netflix, and Hulu, because I feel like most people have those. Yeah, um, I think it's very timely because we only have so many things to do to keep us entertained and occupied. And um, I think TV and streaming movies has become sort of like the go-to. So um, we're going to pick some of our favorite flicks that are on these streaming sites. Um, and yeah, I think the movie works because it involves a house and we're all indoors, whether we're inside a house or yeah. an apartment or wherever you live. And uh, last and certainly not least, as we cannot be out in public, you know, uh, at our favorite bars, interviewing people, uh, I went with a guest that I am quarantining with. Uh, someone that is, I think, probably listened to most of the episodes of the show. One of the biggest horror fans I know, my sister Amanda. Amanda, hey. thank, thanks for coming on the show. Hi. Thank you. So, um, I guess before we get into uh, kind of everything we got going on tonight, Joe, what are you drinking? Uh, so, I am uh, still trying to support my favorite breweries in Philly. Um, mm -hmm. This is the Space Race IPA. I don't know why I'm holding it up. <laughs> as if the listeners will see it but yeah. you're looking so i feel like it's for your purpose but um yeah it's a really yummy ipa um they have a to-go um carry out option which a lot of the restaurants and breweries that are still open are offering so if you are able to support your favorite local businesses um and pick up a six pack or something to go but it's a really tasty balanced ipa it's actually one of my favorite ipas in the world crime and punishment did i even say the name of the i don't think you did i was about to say it's crime and punishment right <laughs> Yeah, Crime and Punishment and Brewery Town, um, a really fantastic um, brewery. And yeah, the Space Race is delicious. So I am sipping on this today. How yeah, about you guys? It's, uh, I am having a glass of Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. Um, it's actually, let me have my first sip right now. Oh, okay. Oh, it's and delicious. It's really smooth. And Amanda, what are, what are you having to drink for the show? Just a Coke. <laughs> that sounds tasty yeah. yeah hey horror on the rocks it could really be any drink you know yeah. on the rocks but not I, on the rocks i'm not even i'm drinking a beer out of a can so. yeah i i um, definitely want to uh i want to echo your kind of sentiment about uh supporting local businesses a lot of the folks that we've had uh that have had us you know record with them um and have been on the pod uh all have kind of remote pickup or curbside pickup um i know love cities doing pickup manitani um ars in south philly um it just you know go, go out of your way to try to spend money with those folks i know i didn't really didn't i didn't drinking the woodford reserve um but um yeah definitely 
you know, especially if you're a Philadelphian, you know how important all those small businesses are to our city. And, and to the extent that we can help them weather this storm, you know, kind of go out of your way to do so. Yeah. And on top of that, even if you can't get a six pack or they don't deliver, some of them offer delivery too. gift cards are a really simple yep. option yep. just to pump some cash into those businesses. But yeah. um, yeah, it's uh, it's a strange time. So hopefully next time, Frank, we will be in person with a guest in a bar or a brewery like yes. we usually do but we're gonna make this work yes um it'll be fun amanda my question's for you what's it like being quarantined with frank let's be <laughs> honest how bad how bad is it how miserable are you I, i'm fine but half of the time it's all right <laughs> <laughs> we'll I, talk I later amanda we'll talk later when he's not right there <laughs> i don't think i'm the easiest person to be quarantined with um, so she's, she's a real trooper. Yeah. <laughs> so Amanda, before we get into the list tonight, one thing that we asked all of our guests when they come on is like, what is your favorite horror movie or the horror movie that like got you into horror? I would have to say evil died. The, the original one from the eighties. Yeah. And what do you love so much about that movie? Um, just like the main character and yeah. it, it's like entire series and yeah and it was a they made a show out of it on uh was it showtime or stars for a little yeah. while <laughs> they Did you actually, watch the show? yeah i watched half of it actually they canceled it like after season three. Oh. um but did you like Shame that as well? Them. Yeah, so I you're, did like it. So you're a big like Evil Dead, the movies, the show, kind of yeah. the whole vibe. I even have a blanket of it oh. on my bed. <laughs> Who got you that blanket <laughs> for Christmas, Amanda? You did. Yeah, I did. I did. That was my Christmas gift. <laughs> did you see the, um, Amanda, did you see the, the remake that came out a few years ago? I did. What were your thoughts on that? I, I thought it was good. Yeah, I love that yeah. movie. It's yeah. so scary. Like putting like the main like girl as like the final girl in Evil Dead was yeah. just like yes. <laughs> Doing the gender swap of the main yeah. character. Yeah. Let's um, uh let's jump into a little horror news. Um unfortunately Wait, the horror... go was ahead. That Clo- was that Chloe Grace Moretz? <laughs> is it the ghost of Chloe is in the Are you trying to get into our Zoom call? Yeah, she if she, she jumps in, we're bombing us. <laughs> Zoom bombing. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. That's a legit thing. If if Chloe Jones joins the call, we'll be limited to a forty minute time limit since none of us pay for Zoom. <laughs> oh wait, should I somehow lock this so we don't get Zoom bombed? Just in case. I mean, it's we're, I I've not, not that important. Yeah, I don't think anybody's Zoom bombing us. <laughs> um, anywho, the horror news right now kind of sucks. Going to be honest with you, most of it is all the stuff we're looking forward to is coming out later than we thought. But oh yeah, I don't have anything yeah did you actually come prepared with hard <laughs> of course i did joe of course i did <laughs> thank god so thank god a couple you. things i wanted to throw out there that got quickly moved to video on demand so you know not not stuff that's going to be on a streaming service that we're going to talk about later but stuff that you can rent that was initially supposed to be in theaters right about now um that movie the hunt which is kind of like a take on the most dangerous game which we watched i like that I movie that one. yeah it was pretty fun yeah. it's definitely it's not like a straight ahead yeah. horror. It's kind of I don't know, it's hard to describe, it's but it like is like a comedy. Basically. Yeah. It definitely has comedy elements. Um so that one's available to rent and buy. Uh The Invisible Man, which is supposed to be in theaters right now, got moved to video on demand. It's that really, one is yeah. so good. Yeah, I see. I haven't seen it. You saw it in theaters, didn't you, Joe? Yeah, I really liked it. I guess I saw it right before um theaters were starting to close down but yeah i think like the next weekend it was on demand but yeah yeah it's it's really well done um it could have been quite corny but i thought they did a good job it was scary um, yeah. the story was good i mean elizabeth moss is so excellent in everything she's yeah doing, i yeah. love her yeah i definitely recommend it it definitely packed in the scares and it was a cool story yeah that's a weird one they're doing it's available to rent but it's available to rent for 20 bucks so i think they're kind of trying to make up what they're would you know trying to what they yeah, lost it's a little like expensive yeah but if you think about like if you were gonna go if you and somebody you're quarantined were gonna go see it in theaters that's you know that's 20 bucks so 
I don't know. Um, I, I'm probably going to rent it. <laughs> the thing is, everybody in my house has already seen it, so i got to figure out. I would rewatch it again. All right. I think I know what we're doing tonight. <laughs> um, Frank, I'll um, do a one-man uh, version of it for you. I will uh, recite all the lines and act it out for you. Um, that sounds wonderful. It. I got it. I got you covered. That sounds wonderful. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Lodge, a movie that Joe and I have talked about a lot um was initially supposed to be out in kind of in theaters this late winter I don't think I've seen that one no so it never really came out Joe and I saw it at the Philadelphia Film Festival its release date got pushed a bunch apparently it's going to be out on digital and blu-ray uh and on Hulu as of May 5th Okay. Yeah, so and another movie that kind of takes place mostly in a house in isolation. So very fitting for uh for the times. Yeah. And uh yeah. just, you know, I'm not gonna say anything else about it other than that I think Joe and I would both say go see that movie. It yeah. is something else. Yeah. Um and then a movie you mentioned, Swallow. Um about me? Yeah, the girl the girl <laughs> yeah, that has like the compulsion <laughs> to swallow things. Apparently that's already yeah. on video on demand as well. I haven't heard that Ooh. one yet. Yeah. Um Delays. A bunch of stuff is getting delayed. Candyman, uh, the release got moved from June to September 25th. Oh, I okay. wanted to see that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Spiral, the new Jigsaw, the Saw movie that's with uh, Chris Rock, that actually has no release date now. Apparently, it was initially going to come out this October, but they didn't want to put it up against the new Halloween, so uh. they moved it to March, which you know should have been out last month. But since all this happened, they pulled it, and it's not. they don't even have a date for it. Um, Quiet Place 2 is getting pushed uh, I think that was supposed to come out this summer is now going to come out September 4th Um, St. Maud that new A24 movie that we talked about a little bit looks like kind of satanic Um, that was supposed to that looks really bad (laughs) I feel like you you and I kind of diverge on those A24 horror movies but I think we'll talk about that later (laughs) I just filmed it myself what'd you do? did you see that? You didn't see that, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Carry we're. On. I, mean, I don't even know why I brought it up. So we are we are remote in case it was unclear, but we are zooming, so we can see Joe and Joe can see us. But um, yeah, he's just yeah. a mess already, apparently. But yeah. um, are you guys wearing pajama pants, by the way? I have. I think we both have gym shorts on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I assume yeah. you are completely pantless. Uh, yeah, I had nothing on. No. <laughs> I got my uh, I got my comfortable sweats on. Yeah, um, I wear way too much now. Yeah, I forgot and, what a belt feels like. Uh, yeah, like a button down shirt. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't even know how to. How do you tie a tie anymore? I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the list. Saint Maud was supposed to come out in April. Now has no release date. The one that is just breaking my heart. Ghostbusters is no longer coming out this summer. It's going to come out next March, March 5th, Bye. 2021. Bye, Ghostbusters. Why, why, why? I thought they said October. I, unless it's changed since I looked, but initially it was going to come out this summer, and now I'm seeing that they're pushing it to next year. So I don't know. I'll uh, I'll double check that. Maybe I'll update it on Instagram in case that's changed. No, uh, that means if it comes out next year, we're going to be talking about it every month until it until comes then. Out. Yes, yes, we will, Joe. Soon, so I'd be finished. <laughs> not to hear you talk about it. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about oh. that, Joe. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not sorry. I can't wait to see like what Paul Rudd does in that. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Finn Wolfhard's in it. Yeah. See, Amanda's into it. Amanda's going to be coming <laughs> on the show a lot more. I think. Um, very exciting. They are making a documentary about the making of, of Beetlejuice. It's called the documentary for the recently deceased. Um, it's currently in post-production. There's not a, there's not a release date on it yet, but the, it's being produced by Adam Goldberg from, uh, the Goldbergs, who's actually from the Philadelphia area, which if you've ever watched the Goldbergs, you know, he's like a huge kind of 80s 90s pop culture buff um but yeah so yeah. i I'm, I'm really excited to see what he would do with that because obviously it's kind of right in his wheelhouse for um you know that time period that he was obsessed with um okay. o- olivia wilde who got her directing debut uh last year um with oh, which one was it was it book smart yeah book smart yeah. which i love really good movie yeah really it. really fun did you like that movie Amanda? yeah i got a early screening of it oh that's right yeah that's pretty cool. Um, oh, so she's going to be directing a thriller 
called uh, Don't Worry Darling, and it's going to be starring uh, Florence Plew from Midsommar, oh my Shia LaBeouf, and Chris Pine. Uh, amongst others, it's being described as a psychological thriller about a 1950s housewife whose reality Ooh. begins to crack, revealing a disturbing truth underneath. So, Ooh. something Florence to look forward to. Pugh is so excellent and has like one of the coolest voices. Oh, I, I would see her do anything. I yeah, think yeah. Like, I've been like, I've, I'm realizing like there's a bunch of other things she's in that I've been catching. Like I just watched like, uh, Little Women, Little Women, uh, Fighting with the Family, the WWF movie. Um, which I didn't is, see it, but you're talking about. It's it. not yeah, something I yeah. would think that I would like, but I actually really enjoyed it. Isn't that about like diva or something? Yeah, it's about like a very popular female wrestler yeah, uh, named Paige. Diva uh, yeah, that she was a diva. Yeah. Um, and kind of like her coming, but anyway, she's um she's uh Florence Plew is going to be in the new uh, thriller with from Olivia Wilde. And the last thing I had on a sad note, uh, Dieter Laser, who played the evil Doctor Heider in Human Centipede, passed away. Um, the cause of death was not announced, but given all, I mean, it, maybe it's Corona, maybe it was, it was something else. He was in his seventies, but, uh, one of the truly disturbing film characters I think I've ever seen was his portrayal in that movie. Um, so rest in peace yeah. to him. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for all those new updates. Um, it's funny that you mentioned little women because, in House of the Devil, the director of Little Women, the remake that came out recently, is actually one of the actresses in House of the Devil. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Greta uh, Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. We'll talk about a little bit later. Yes. I think we're going to end up talking about Greta a lot. She's definitely yeah. one of the best characters in oh House gosh. of the Devil. Phenomenal. But um, before we do that, uh, a list dedicated to all of our lives now living on these streaming sites. We, um, I made a big list, which I might end up just posting the whole list of kind of all the horror movies that piqued my interest or that I've seen that I like um, on uh, Prime, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and Hulu. And we've kind of all uh, making a, made a list of our top three uh, things that are available to stream right now. Stuff we'd recommend if you have not seen or perhaps deserve a revisit. So, um, Amanda, why don't you go first? What's the first movie on your list? Uh, for Netflix, I think it's Evil Dead. Is it the original one or the remake? The original one. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. I didn't realize that. Nice. Yeah. So obviously one of your favorite movies of all time yeah. <laughs> and is also available to stream. Um, what about you, Joe? Uh, so I just uh, watched a movie that I read about on a few different lists. It's called Cam and it's yeah. on Netflix. Um, it's pretty good i liked it um it starts madeline brewer who's from uh, the handmaid's tale she's a really great actress actually from jersey so shout out to my home state shout out um, but <laughs> yeah so she plays a cam girl who has her own um web series doing her thing and one day a uh, identical looking girl to her starts to pop up who's oh. not actually her and it's sort of like a mystery thriller of like who's this sort of doppelganger that looks just like her um and it goes in some interesting directions it's a story that i've never really have seen before yeah um be told um within like the thrillers the horror genre so it was a cool watch i liked it a lot it was well done um and it was unexpected so yeah, yeah. it's on netflix right now i definitely check it out yeah, it's it's a strange one. It almost reminds me kind of like of a Black Mirror episode because it definitely has this yeah, like element of like technology and and who is real and who isn't online. It's a it's a crazy one. Um, for my first one, I'm gonna recommend uh, is a movie. I I don't know if uh, if I've mentioned it on here before. I think it is a straight to Netflix horror movie called The Ritual. Um, it is a story about a bunch of guys who are on a hike. Um, who, you know, I don't want to get into kind of their past, oh, but there's, one. yeah, there's some dissension in their group. Uh, one of them, uh, takes an ankle injury and they decide to take a shortcut and a very scary movie happens following that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, good. it's, you actually did mention it. I think it was based on your recommendation. I checked it out pretty much. Don't take the shortcut through the woods, guys. <laughs> That's the moral of any story. You See, take the long safe path. Yes. You need, sorry, it may suck, but like do yeah. it. <laughs> But that's one that I think it's it's not like my most favorite horror movie ever, but it's something that's on Netflix that, you, that people may not have seen. Um, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not a life-changing horror movie, yeah. but it's real fun. 
Yeah, out of the offerings on Netflix, because there's so much garbage. Yeah, you do kind of weed through it. Um, but this is not one of those. It's it's a solid one. And the guy, I forget the actor's name from Downton Abbey's in it. Um, he plays one of the four hikers. Um, he's sort of like the conniving butler in Downton Abbey, and the name's escaping me. But hmm. anyway. Uh, what do you got next, Amanda? I have Hush. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with the um oh. with the blind woman? Good yes. choice. Yeah. That's a really good one, and a and a good uh, man. A good so far, both of Amanda's Evil Dead and Hush are about being kind of cooped up in a house. So very yeah. on brand with this yeah. episode. That's a good one. Um, I don't want to give too much away about it because if people haven't seen it, it's a lot of fun. My next movie uh, that I would say you should check out. It's on Prime. It's a classic to me, and I think it's probably one of Frank's favorites. If I stole yours, whoops! It's Hereditary. Yeah, you know um, it. Uh. You can watch on Prime now, yes. and um, I actually rewatched it not too long ago, oh, no. and it holds up. <laughs> and I think watching it a second time is also more enjoyable because you pick up on so many more clues and details, and it just further reminds you slash me of like how well-rounded of a movie it is just like all the little nuggets that he places yeah and like the beginning parts um but yeah it's just it is um and scary crazy movie but so good and it's on prompt if you haven't seen it check it out tony collette i mean that is just like one of the best i think performances ever yeah it's uh it's definitely a favorite of mine man how do you feel about hereditary not my favorite. No. <laughs> Ooh, wow. And you guys are yeah. still um, quarantined together. Remember, Uh-oh. Start some drama. I remember going to movie theaters and the guy, there was a guy behind me and he brought his kids. Oh my God. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah, it's not one for kids. And he burst out. Not the best he burst out laughing and stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> there were a couple. There are a couple scenes in that movie. One in particular that I remember in the theater I was in kind of generated nervous laughter because it's just such a, it's so out there. The only thing I'll add since that that actually was the second movie on my list is if you have 4K HD capabilities. So if you stream your Amazon through an Xbox or a Blu-ray or your cable provider, you get 4K picture. There is a version that there is a 4K quality picture streaming version on amazon so yeah. you can you can stream it in like the highest best possible quality and sound um okay anyway moving down my list um this is uh one of my all-time favorite horror movies um and is a good i guess probably the original trapped in a house horror movie is night of the living dead is on amazon prime the original um incredible you know we we could do multiple episodes about that movie and everything it influenced um it is it is featured in our intro trailer due to their failure to protect copyright adequately um but it's a great movie and it's for a movie that's that old and in black and white i think it's still scary like it still holds up as like a chilling movie to me um you've seen it right amanda yeah i haven't watched it in a while yeah but well, I seen the '90s version of it. Oh yeah, that co- the color remake. Yeah, I think I forget who was. Oh, the Candyman guy was actually in it. Yes, yes, he plays the the you know the main character. So yeah. Um, do you have one more, Amanda? I have a whole list. Oh okay. <laughs> All right, well pick pick uh, pick one more. Uh, definitely the ring. Yes classic what's what's the ring on right now i don't remember what service that I one's think on that was netflix on netflix yeah that's uh, a classic i remember when that movie came out i tried to watch it in the dark by myself and i didn't even make it out of the first sequence yeah <laughs> i remember when it first came out i saw it in theaters and i remember yeah there was this like one epic scene towards the end that's so terrifying but then that's kind of sparked a whole um sort of interest in Japanese horror. And uh, I remember like that being, like the ring was sort of like the starter of that trend. But, oh man. I mean, have you rewatched it recently? Like, I wonder if it's still scary now as an adult. <laughs> have you rewatched it recently? No, I haven't. Yeah. You'll have to go back to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you got next, Joe? Uh, so it's tough because I had an extra, but I'm going to go with... Um, it's actually one of my favorite scary movies. And we were going to review this movie um, actually 
uh, for our next episode. But um, unfortunately, with you know not being able to see people, we're gonna push this one off. But it's called The Descent. Yeah. Um, and it's on Prime right now. It's about um, five or six women that go caving. Um, in the I think it's you know, called spelunking. What's up? You said caving. I think it's called spelunking. But <laughs> is caving not a word? <laughs> I don't think caving I mean, I is a word. Well, it is, but I guess it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, <laughs> it is a word not to describe this. Yes. Yeah. All right, fine. So they go, yeah, they go spelunking, um, and they come across these like demon creatures that um live and roam in the caves. But it it sounds kind of corny, but it's so shocking and so scary the way it's just filmed and shot and the characters are interesting and it's i think one of like the most terrifying um and it's on prime so check it out yeah you said you don't think you've seen it yeah i haven't seen it yeah that movie if you have even the slightest bit of claustrophobia in your in your emotional arsenal that movie is hard to finish it's so scary well it's yeah claustrophobia there's no light it's like pitch black and they have these like creatures hunting them who have you know mutated so they can like see in the night so it's just like all these fears coming together um it's scary it's so good so check it out yeah um the last one i'm gonna mention and then i might just run through a whole bunch just throw some out at people um is a movie that i hope we'll do uh for an episode at some point uh joan i think joan i saw this in theaters and my cousin was actually a stuntman in it shout out brandon allen smith uh in a movie called it comes at night uh it is another movie about being cooped up in a house um and i'm not really going to give much more detail on it because a part of the ride of that movie is trying to figure out exactly why these folks are being cooped up because they really uh they hide the ball a little bit but it's really dark it's scary it's um it's really good. It's an A24 movie, so that you know the quality's there. But that one is on Netflix. Cool. Um, and there's, I mean, guys, there's a why huge you, list. Um, why don't you post the list? I think mean, that was a good idea because there's yeah. so many that we weren't able to cover. And, um, yeah, I think that'd be helpful for us and the yeah, listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put a post up, and in the comments, I'll put this huge list that I put together. And when you look at the list, there's going to be a lot of overlap. Some things I didn't write, I only wrote down once, but a lot of these movies are on more than one platform. So if you see a movie on that list, but maybe you don't have Hulu and you have Prime, definitely check because uh, there's a lot of crossover. And the last thing I, I want to mention is if you're looking for something to do, uh, you know, we encourage you to dig back through our episode catalog. There is a a lot of movies we have done for this show that are on uh, streaming websites to uh, for free. So uh, Child's Play is on Netflix. The original Black Christmas is on Amazon Prime. The Perfection, Rosemary's Baby, Killing of a Sacred Deer, and Bird Box are all on Netflix. And if you are still stealing your HBO uh, account from your parents, uh, Us is on HBO. So um, there might even be more than that. You know, it's kind of hard to hard to look at them all. But are you saying Valentine is not streaming anywhere? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't I don't think anybody picked up the contract for that one. What and you know what's really sad? The Babadook, Frank's favorite movie, was on Netflix for a very long time. But yeah, I know I had to pay to rent it when you made me watch that movie. I did not like uh, that one. Yeah, man, it uh, high five, man. The Babadook stinks. <laughs> All right, I quit. I quit. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay, enough of that. Let's jump into our yeah. movie this so evening. We're doing um the movies called The Devil Wears Prada. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but so there were actually a lot of movies that um, we were sort of running through when we were thinking of the theme for today, today's episode of, you know, being cooped up in a house or a haunted house or something related to being in a house or a house. Um, Amityville Horror. I mean, yeah. The, you know, Haunting, House and Haunted Hill. There's so many movies, but Frank has actually mentioned this movie for a while to <laughs> me, which I'm happy you did. I'm glad we're finally doing it. Um, yeah, I definitely pushed for two- this one. Oh yeah, it's uh, 2009. Uh, the movie was released, and yeah. I never heard of this until you mentioned it. When did you first hear it, see it? <laughs> so I it? I saw this right around when it came out, and I looked up. Um, so it's a movie by a, a, a director, writer, producer named Ty West, who's done some other small horror movies that I thought were really good. Uh, he did one called The Innkeepers about a hotel, um, and then he also did kind of a found footage uh, cult movie called The Sacrament, which is really good. Um, but this is my favorite of the ones that he did. 
did. Um, it came out in 2009 to not much fanfare. I think it had kind of a limited uh, release in theaters, but you know, the, they, it cost them less than a million bucks to make the movie, and they, they only grossed like a hundred grand um, at the box office. But it went straight to DVD. I saw it. I mean, I, I it came out in 2009. I definitely saw it right around that time period. I don't remember how I heard about it, but. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I got it on Netflix on DVD when that was a thing when we were all getting Netflix on DVD. Um, and I, uh, you know, uh, you know, let's go to you guys first, man. When you uh, when you watch this movie, what was your kind of like gut feeling about how you felt about it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What did you think? Uh, I didn't like it. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, and had you seen it before? Or was this your first yeah. time seeing it? I've seen it before. And this movie came out when I graduated. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it didn't get better with age? No. <laughs> what no. about... Okay, just like initial reaction? Yeah, yeah. What? How? Uh, this is your first time seeing it, right? Yeah, yeah. First Did you enjoy it? it? Um, well, when it started, <laughs> I loved kind of the whole vibe of the movie in terms of it feels like you're in the 80s from yeah. the filter, the, the font of the cast, you know. Correct. Yeah, like the title yeah. card in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, like it really captures the vibes of the 80s. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. And we'll get more into it. But overall, <laughs> um, I thought it was a good movie. I mean, it was definitely... A, uh... it's, a slower, <laughs> it's a slow build. Yeah. thing it, is slower, but I kind of appreciated that because um, the, the director does a good job at like slowly building tension. Um, and I, I thought there was some pretty good moments um but i could see that it's not for everyone yeah i um yeah. i will say that i think i glorified this movie in my mind a little bit i still really liked it when i watched it two nights ago but um you know this was kind of in my arsenal as like one of my favorite underrated horror movies and i think it still is but it was uh it was a bit slower than i remember it, it is definitely a slow burn you know it, it the whole thing builds for that third act and it's kind of the end of the third act before you really kind of you get a lot yeah, of the payoff but yeah. the, my favorite thing about the movie and you hit on it is really the the tone that they set up and how authentically early 80s the movie looks from the from the clothes the cars the music uh, the title card. I, so as we're watching the movie, uh, my fiance got confused. She's like, wait, Greta Gerwig's in this? And I was like, yeah, she's she's one of the main characters. And she goes, she must be a baby. And I'm like, no, it's this movie's from 2009. It just really looks like it's from the 80s. And everything from the way it's shot to the, to the whole set design and everything, I think yeah. it just like really perfectly, it, it, it's like a, a very good period piece, I guess I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. The director clearly pays, um, you know, homage to like that that period of time, and he like really, I think, captures the look and the feel of the '80s. And I think that was because that was such an influential period for him in terms of um, like growing up and movies from that time period. So this is sort of it seems like kind of like a, a love story to like that period uh, of time. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive into it. So yeah, um, <laughs> we have our main character named Samantha. Um, and she is college sophomore. Um, she's strapped for cash. She um, is looking for jobs. She found an apartment because she has pretty, pretty terrible roommate. Yeah, <laughs> considerate roommate. Yeah, <laughs> um, roommate's a slob. So Samantha's like, you know, I got to move out. She finds this great apartment, but there's a money issue. So she's looking for a job and sees a um, ad on campus for a babysitter and I love how the S was a dollar sign. Yeah. <laughs> so. Before we before we get into the babysitting gig, did you recognize her realtor? I did. Oh yeah. Did you yeah. know did you know what you recognized her from? E. T. Yeah, she's the mom from E. T. I think her name is D. D Wallace. Wallace. And she actually has a lot of horror credits under her belt. Yeah. Um she, she was in the original Hills Have Eyes, Cujo, The Howling um so it was one of those where like when i saw her i was like wait who i know who that is and immediately <laughs> looked it up yeah so she's looking for a job and she finds the babysitting ad um, number so she calls the number and the guy on the other end of the line i mean this is a warning sign right <laughs> yeah there. he just sounds off he yeah. sounds so off and he just talks really slow and doesn't give a lot of information it sounds like there's like something going on that he's like he's not he's like almost like hiding something he's not giving enough but you know she's so motivated which you know makes sense like she's a college kid and needs money so she's like really 
gunning for this job. Um, but he like doesn't really <laughs> answer. Like he's like when she first calls him, like there's no answer, and he calls back the payphone. Yeah, and then she's like. And maybe this is actually not that important, but she's like, how did you get the pay? Like, how did you get the number? Did they have star six, nine back then? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It was, um, yeah, it's it, the part of this movie, like her frustration <laughs> with getting a hold of the guy yeah. who's trying to hire a babysitter, maybe be like, wow, it must've been a real pain in the ass to get a hold of people in the eighties. Like if yeah. I need to contact Joe, I can call him. I can text him. And by the way, the thing that I call him on lives in his pockets, always on him at all times. He doesn't leave the house and it stays there. I can email him. I can send him a DM on Instagram. I mean, there's a million ways to get in contact with people in an instant. And she's, you know, running around, you know, kind of blind with five days to write a $300 check when she's got 89 bucks to her name. And, I prefer uh, carrier pigeons, Frank. I think we should eliminate <laughs> technology and start communicating via carrier pigeon or smoke signals. I've, I've been looking into a Harry Potter style owl for communications, but my, well, my well, owl guy hasn't got back to me. So I want you to figure that out, train an owl, and let's get it happening. <laughs> um, um, so he, he stands her up once. He's like, okay, I'll meet you at the steps of the student affairs building. She's like, oh, okay. So then she goes, yeah. she like falls asleep on the steps waiting for him. He doesn't show up. Right. And she <laughs> goes, she goes and grabs pizza with a young Greta Gerwig. Yeah. So we meet Meg, who's yes. the best friend, who is the voice of reason, very sensible. And the minute I meet Meg, I'm like, I love this character. Yeah. And there's a good balance between Greta Gerwig's character, Meg, and the main character, Samantha. Um, and I kind of just liked to, I like their dynamic of, of yeah. going back and forth. But it's one of the first scenes that we see involving pizza. Um, pizza makes an appearance in this movie <laughs> quite a few times. Yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're in the pizza shop and Samantha's like, yeah, the guy stood me up, you know, and Greta, <laughs> Megan, she's understandably, she's like, well, that's odd. Like, screw that. You don't like kids anyway. But um, Samantha is like all about getting this job. So after their pizza date, she goes back to her dorm, finds out that the guy calls her in the dorm. So ultimately, Samantha secures the job, um, and she's on her way to the babysitting job from hell. Yeah, and Greta Gerwig. So Greta Gerwig, when they get pizza, is like, "You don't need to. You don't." And like perfect, like classic horror movie foreshadowing. She's like, "You don't need to like do something crazy to get this three hundred bucks. Like yeah. I can call my dad. We can borrow three hundred bucks." She's like, "No, no, no. I don't want to do that." So when she gets the job, Greta Gerwig uh, or Meg decides um, that she's gonna she's gonna give uh, her a ride to the gig, which yeah. is which is way out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's, She's it's like, a, it's in East Shabib. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, so they end up on this long-ass drive to this, like, beautifully creepy house. Um, they get there. They both go in, and the guy is even weirder than he sounds on the phone. By the way, weren't the camera angles kind of cool in the car ride? I like that scene where they're driving up yeah. to the car. And it's and behind? Yeah, and they, yeah. they put the camera like in the back seat. It was just an interesting angle. Um, I don't know. I think it was cool that it seemed like he was maybe experimenting or just like doing different things with just different types of shots, um, which is kind of added to the whole um, kind of like uneasiness of the yeah. movie. It's like, ooh, like why? Why is the view from like down there? Like I don't know what's going on. It, I it, I read <laughs> online that like a lot of the camera techniques he used in this movie are like specifically. You know, the whole thing is really an homage to like satanic panic kind of movies of the 70s and 80s. Um, but a lot of the techniques he used in actually filming the movie are the kind of techniques that were used back then. For example, um, now typically when you want to like kind of close in a shot on someone, they physically move the camera. They dolly it towards the person. Whereas it was very popular back then to like use the zoom setting on a camera to zoom in on the person or to zoom in on the object you want to draw attention to. Yeah. And apparently he did a lot of that in the movie. Um, and it feels like it works. It feels... Like you, it would be very easy to forget that this movie isn't in the '80s because of how, like, what a good job he does of kind of making even the filmmaking making look period. And you touched on something, Frank, that I forgot to mention that the opening scene of the movie is a blurb about how this movie's based on unexplained events, and they have some statistics about satanic cults and worshiping in like the late '70s, early '80s. That kind of yeah. sets the backdrop for this whole world that we're in. Yeah. Um, which of course comes into play later. But so yeah, why, so why don't you describe Mr. Ullman? Mr. Ullman? <laughs> Is that his name, Ullman? I think it's Ullman. <laughs> yeah. 
the minute they meet this guy, they need to turn the hell around. He, <laughs> that initial meeting, remember when he shakes their hand at the front door? Yeah. He lingers and holds on for way too yeah, long. Yeah, he almost like grabs her. Yeah, and it's just like, this is the the 15th warning sign. Like, back away and move. Yeah. And Meg is so sensible because she's just like, this seems off. What are we doing here? Like, get the hell out of here. But again, Samantha's so gung-ho on like, because it's, you know, a good paying job. But, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Allman, he's like very soft spoken. He's he's wearing um, a he's wearing a black suit. He's bald. He rem- he's got a he he's rem- got a cane with like a, a brass kind of uh, like maybe a bird's head yeah. on the grip. Amanda, what, did, what was your initial uh thought when you saw uh Mr. Ullman when they got to the house? I was like, oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So they, they sit down hiding something. But you know who he reminds me of? Who? You reminded me, first impression, the neighbor from Home Alone that they have the rumor about. That, the like, shoveling guy? Someone... Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> you reminded me of the shoveling guy neighbor, just in terms of, like, age, appearance, some, like, white facial hair, maybe, like, late 60s, early 70s. I was like, oh, I'm getting very Home yeah. Alone vibe. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, get, they sit down in the house, and this guy is weird, and he's cagey. And he immediately asked to speak to Samantha away from Megan, which is just like so weird. And then I love that while they're having this conversation, Greta Gerwig is just like rifling through all the candy that they have out on the coffee table. I think it's like one piece of candy. Yeah. Like- <laughs> what was it? What do you think? No, because like the first thing she ate, yeah. she's like, oh, this is gross. She spits it out. And then she eats something crunchy. And yeah. yeah. She's able to bite it. So it's not hard candy. And then she like stuffed a few in her bag. That was yeah. what, what do you think that was? I don't know. I, I don't know because my, my thought was it's a bowl of hard candy, but I don't think she you would have been able to bite that second yeah. piece the way that she did. I think they were bugles. Remember bugles? <laughs> I don't think they were bugles. I mean, I guess it's possible. I, but... I was trying to think of something that was crunchy and that was maybe big back then. They looked nothing like bugles. I think yeah. they were like a dark red snack in the movie, but... Yeah, which is also something else I really liked about Meg's character is that, I don't know, people usually like probably don't eat the random candy in the bowl. It's just there for a decorative purpose. But yeah, she's yeah. like, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to kill some time. I'm going to like <laughs> snack. Well, her, it, it kind of goes to like to her overall character of like being very confident, sure of herself, like unapologetically, like her opinions are what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't freak out. We can ask my dad for money. No, no, no. You should not take this job. Like she's very, she's very sure of herself and, and very kind of dominant. So hell yeah. She, not only does she eat the candy, she rifles through the bad ones and takes the good ones with her. She's definitely the voice of reason. It's yeah. sort of like, she's the way we should be thinking in this scenario. And she's a, she has the advice that we should be following, but We've all been a Samantha where we know something doesn't seem right. But it's just but too still, good. We so badly want or need something that we'll yeah. like ignore it, ignore like the warning signs or just like suck it up to get what we want. And in this case, Samantha wants that cash money. So, yeah, so I, I, it's an interesting contract. Mr. Ullman takes her into the kitchen. He says, Samantha, you know, in his weird way, I don't mean to be rude, Ew. but I'll only be paying one person for their time this evening. And she's like, oh, yeah, 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 Samantha, she just gave me a drive. And then he lays the news on her. Oh, by the way. Oh, and throughout this, there's a lot of talk about the eclipse. The eclipse is on the radio. Oh, yeah. They say, oh, you know, with the, I, you know, we just moved to town. We've had barely a time, uh, barely any time to do anything, you know, on account of the eclipse. You're like, why? Total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> So he he tells her, you know, we really need a sitter for night for tonight. We had somebody else that yeah. was gonna, you know, take the job, but she flaked out. We really need you. Oh, by the way, you're not babysitting a kid. You're babysitting my mother-in-law. But don't worry. She's a bombshell. Yeah, but don't worry. She's she's able-bodied. You don't have to do anything. In fact, she's just gonna be upstairs the whole time. You shouldn't even see her. She's immediately like, no, 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 I'm not going to, this is not, I don't, I don't have an experience doing this. And he begs her, he begs her, he's like, this night, you don't have any idea how important this night is to us. We really need someone to stay here with her. Um, I'll give you an extra hundred dollars. So I, for me, like the, the, the dollar signs are just rolling in my head, right? She's got 89 bucks for her name as of the pizza shop. She was going to get a hundred bucks for the job. So he offers her another hundred bucks. So that's, or no, it was a, it was a $50 job. He was going to offer her another 50. So she's up to one ninety. She says, yeah. no, 
he throws in another hundred bucks oh my God. and another hundred bucks until it becomes a four hundred dollar job. She actually counters. She goes four hundred. <laughs> you should be a lawyer and settle. I would definitely approve of that if I was babysitting a four hundred dollar job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so actually, that's a good question. So, if you were in her shoes, even though things seem kind of off, a little, you know, creepy. Um, would you have accepted that job for again, not knowing like what's to come, you know, later on, but like just in that scenario, would you have accepted the $400 babysitting? $400 for yes. four hours. Good money. <laughs> I would get the money and get the heck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, we learned in the car ride out there that the person that flaked on Mr. Ullman was in fact, uh, was Greta Gerwig because she took all of the ads for the babysitter down off campus and like oh, yeah. led this guy on with the job. So he'd have to call her back. Oh yeah. 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 She's a good, she's a good friend. So she she's comes back, friend. she comes back. She tells, uh, Samantha tells Megan, Hey, you know, 400 bucks. That's, you know, that's all the money for my down pot, my deposit or my first month's rent. Plus, um, you know, plus some, this is huge for me. Megan literally breaks into tears and probably the best piece of acting in the movie is this scene where Megan is pleading with Samantha not to take the job at the car. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's so realistic because she knows how insane this situation is. This guy has been withholding so much information. Um, nothing seems safe or right about this scenario, but you know, like, a good friend she's she's trying to like plead with her friend like it's not worth it but samantha you know she is really gung-ho again on this job convinces meg hey i'll be fine come at 12 30 it's gonna be okay i got this so what else can she do at that point so yeah. meg's like all right reluctantly she's like fine i'll come back at 12 30 and then she drives off in her Volvo. Yes. And uh, um, Samantha goes back into the house. She meets uh, Mrs. Ullman briefly before uh, yeah. before they leave, who's dressed like Morticia from Adam's Family, but oh like, gosh, also yeah. wearing a mink. Um, and, you know, they, they leave and, and the job begins. And it begins pretty unceremoniously. I mean, she's just hanging out in the house by herself. There are some weird moments, though, because Samantha's overhearing... Yeah some conversations between Mr. and Mrs. Allman and Mr. Allman saying, you know, this one is perfect. There won't be any more mistakes. He's like dropping all these, like, str- you know, these, these sort of strange um, sentences and lines, which would make me freak out. But yeah. it seems, and so it seems like Samantha knows something is not right, but she's trying to like, just let it go because it's such a good gig, but there's definitely some weirdness building up. Um, and then we get the and then we get the scene with Megan as she's trying to leave. Yeah, so I actually thought we wouldn't see Megan again. To be honest, I thought like her <laughs> role was kind of just to like be in that first part, drop her off, and be done, and maybe come back in the finale to like I don't know, see what happened. But yeah, so we see Megan meet her end, uh, which was a really shocking scene i don't know i thought this was pretty scary what'd you guys think yeah it definitely caught yeah. me off guard i forgot that it went down like that actually me too. and having not seen it in a while yeah um so meg um megan pulls off into the and out of all the places to like light your cigarette girl just like keep driving like don't stop <laughs> there but she pulls into this creepy little graveyard off the side of the road windows down and this guy just pops up at her window offering a light oh my god yeah Right, I would be like, "This is this is not okay." I'm gonna like back up and drive off. But she accepts, she accepts the light to her cigarette, and she's a little too trustworthy here, I think. But um, and then the guy is, you know, you know, talking to her, and he's like, "Oh, so are you the babysitter?" That's like what he ends with. Um, which I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like, who is this guy? Um, and when she says no, he just shoots her like right there in the car. Um, and I was like, damn, like, this is crazy. I that not was so graphic. Head. Yeah, it was like, it's like not a, a bullet hole. Like, he, yeah. Yeah, he blows her head off. Um, so that was crazy. Did you see that coming, Amanda? I don't remember it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess she doesn't make it. So then, then we get cut back to the house where and I mean, like a couple of things happen. I don't remember the order, but uh, the order in which they happen. But at some point, she gets. You know, Samantha, this job should be so easy. You do not need to dance through the house. You do not need to go snooping upstairs. Get your $400 from these weirdos and leave. Like, it should, don't mess around. But, but honestly, she, 
But honestly, what babysitter hasn't snooped around? Like I was a babysitter before. Yeah. I don't know if any of you have babysat, but <laughs> yeah. like who doesn't kind of, you know, go a little bit to like check things out. I don't know. I yeah. feel like it's a very realistic um, approach to have when you're a babysitter. By yeah. the way, we forgot to mention, Mr. Ullman is adamant about Samantha ordering pizza. Yes. He like mentions like six times. Oh, there's a number for the pizza place on the on the you know fridge. So like he even at one pizza. point goes, "Oh, I already said that, didn't I?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, you did. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. she orders a pizza. The guy that she orders the pizza from is also super weird. He's like, whatever. When she says the address of the house, she's like, "Ooh," he's like, "Ooh, very cool." And he's like, yeah. "Whatever pizza place, what's your snacking or something yeah. like? What are you eating?" Like he's he's just very strange. You Can know? we yeah. talk about how he's like? looking through windows at her like yeah well that's later in the movie right that's after is that before or after he delivers the pizza that we see him like creepily looking through the windows after he delivers the pizza he stays and lingers yeah but before oh yeah yeah but before we get to that she doesn't snooping uh she goes she's like looking through like everything in this house uh we get our first indication that something trouble is afoot uh she goes to a door that she does not see the other side of but we do and there is a pentagram on the ground and a bunch of dead bodies uh, yes, but she doesn't see that. Photo. We as the viewers see it. She continues snooping. She finds a photo of a family that is not the Ullmans uh, against a car that they saw in the driveway. So it's the car that's in the driveway of the house. Um, she goes out and looks, and it's not there. There's actually a van sitting out there, but she's concerned. She's like, wait a second. Why do they have a picture of another family standing in front of their car? Um, and I, I think we're kind of led to believe that that family was the family that was dead in the room. Did you get that? Yeah. 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 Cause there were three people in the picture. Yeah. And that oh, was my I think hunch I too. looked there away during room. that. Is this where, is this where she calls 911? What prompts the 911 call? Remember. I can't remember. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it's probably around this time. And this yeah. part of the movie, even though like things are happening, she's snooping, she's starting to like piece things together. It is a little slow moving. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, things, things drag out. And I know the director is like really paying attention to detail and like feeling and moods, but things kind of yeah. get, a, get a little stretched out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's, she's periodically, she ends up calling 911 because she's periodically calling Megan's dorm room. Or, or Megan's apartment, and she's not answering. She's like, she should be home by now. She should be home by now. Then she finds the picture. Then she gets freaked out, and she she calls nine one one, but it doesn't. But she hangs up, and then they call her back. By the way, um, question: Do you know who does a does the voice of the nine one one operator? I do. I do know. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Lena Dunham is the voice of the nine one one operator. Oh my God. Which I guess right. makes sense. Like her, I'm, Gre- I'm guessing her and Greta Gerwig were traveling in the same circles, you know, yeah. circa 2009. I, I would not have guessed it, but only after the fact when I researched the movie, I was like, oh, that was her. But I would not have thought that was her yeah. at all. It didn't sound anything like her. Yeah. <laughs> so she, um, she apologized to the 911 operator. Her pizza arrives, scares the shit out of her, like startles her. Um, she has the pizza and well, this the is the delivery guy. Is yeah. Dun, 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 the same guy that killed Megan. So yeah. we know the pizza guy is part of this satanic cult or is part of this yeah. group that yeah. is luring, you know, Samantha. Um, so and then like, she's like Amanda was mentioning, he kind of like lingers. He just has like lingering a while. He's yeah. like looking through windows and there's some like really creepy, interesting, scary yeah, shots. It kind of reminded me of, did you ever watch Broad City? Oh, one of my favorite shows. Did he remind <laughs> you of Bevers at all? Abby's roommate Bevers, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Kind of like pudgy guy with a beard. I don't know why he reminded me of like a satanic Bevers, but uh, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> but anyway, so she she goes, you know, she has her pizza. She goes back to snooping. She snoops all the way up to the attic. Oh, and she pulls like a light, and the light burns out. This is where the movie starts to get really tense, and you're like, okay, this is yeah. this is what I signed up for. Like where, this this kind of like the mood that starts to build at the end of this movie. She sees a light under the door, and all of a sudden she gets woozy. Yeah, so that pizza um, had some, I guess, something in it to you know knock her out, um, and she wakes up. Well, actually, before I get into that, all right, this movie is like all about pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Favorite pizza toppings go. Ooh, sausage and peppers. Pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Um. So I used to love sausage when I 
eight sausage. That's now, right. Yeah. Um, I would say mushroom. Oh no, you know what? Spinach and mushroom. Spinach and mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spinach oh, and mushroom pizza has never been ordered at the warehouse. I don't think. Um, my other pressing question, by the way, before we get into like the finale of the movie, I love how Samantha is really into her cassette player. Yeah. Um, oh my always, god. Like, yeah. Uh, what was your first cassette tape, if you remember? First cassette tape? That's really tough. Or, I mean, if you don't remember your first, just some like early ones that you remember having listening to you. Because the kids nowadays are like, what is a cassette tape, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, they probably, that. what are the CD? I think one of my early cassette tapes that I had, now most of the tapes I had were, I had tapes because they were tapes of other things. Because really by the time I was owning music, CDs were out. But I do remember, I really, I loved uh, that Smashing Pumpkin song, Bullet for Butterfly Wings. But the CD was a double disc. It was like a $25 CD. So I was like, I can't, I don't, I only have $12. I can't buy a double disc CD, especially just for one song. But they had a single of that song on tape. So that was one of, that was a tape that I definitely played out. What about you, Joe? Do you have, uh, what tape tape frequented your Walkman? I don't know if it was my first. I remember two in particular in third grade. Um, I had Ace of Base. Did you say Ace of Base? <laughs> which oh I my loved. god! Ace of Base <laughs> and um, Alanis Morissette. I'm pretty sure I had uh, Jagged Little Pill on a cassette Classic. tape. Yes. And I think my friend Maddie got that one for me, if I'm not mistaken. But um, two solid albums that I still listen to to this day. What about you, Amanda? Any early tapes you remember? See, man is a little younger than us. I don't know if man ever had tapes. No, I don't think I had any tapes. <laughs> so uh, should we get yes, into the climax? She she passes out, and then Joe, why don't you walk us through what happens in the basement? Passes out. She wakes up. She's tied down. She's wearing this like flowy little blouse thing. All of a sudden, um, it's like a nightgown. And we, yeah, 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 exactly, a little nightgown. And we see Mister Mrs. Ullman. We see the pizza delivery guy slash um, killer of Meg. And then we meet Mrs. Ullman's mother, who was supposed to be the child. Yeah. And she's she's gone through some things. It seems like the mother, she has a bit of a warped uh, face. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Is she like a, is she a demon, the mother? I I don't know. I I was thinking witch. Like, I I don't know exactly what she is, but they start. I think she was a witch because it like was flashing and like. Yeah, it had very, very much. This scene is a very direct homage to kind of the fever dream and Rosemary's Baby, another episode uh, by Horror on the Rocks. You should go back and check out. But they begin the satanic ritual. She's uh, Samantha's tied to the pentagram on the floor. They draw another pentagram on their stomach. Uh, they put a ram's head above her, a skull of a ram. The the mother-in-law, the witch or the the demon, cuts yeah. her own wrist and pours her own blood down the ram's skull into Samantha's mouth. So gross. They're like, it's happening. You can't stop it. It's just, it's full tilt craziness. And then is that the point that she kind of wriggles herself out of the restraints? Yeah. Samantha's impressive in this scene. So during the whole movie, she's. A little bit more introverted, seems a little meek and kind of um, not like a big, strong personality. Doesn't seem like someone who's a fighter. But when she's like in this position, she is fighting for her life. And she actually manages to untangle herself from those yeah. um, ropes that she's tied down with. And she knows her way around with a knife. She slashes <laughs> and slices and dices her way out. Just starts like going after the whole family. I was like, yeah. go Samantha. She makes two critical errors in her initial getaway, though, that almost like uh, this movie is so deliberately well done. Now, maybe it's an homage to how bad and how stupid horror characters are when they're escaping, but she gets out of the basement and she runs by the front door to continue up the steps at the front of the house. We're just like, oh my God, the exit was right there. She runs to the top of the stairs. Uh, Bevers takes the back stairs up, shoots her, but she's able to stab him. He's in a pile of heap on the floor as Mr. Ullman or maybe Mrs. Ullman is coming up the stairs, and she leaves his gun as she runs to the attic. Those two moves drove me absolutely crazy. But then again, maybe it is sort of, you know, like an homage to how bad these characters typically are getting away. Yeah. Um, so she manages to 
pretty much get rid of um, who Frank is describing as Bevers, Mrs. <laughs> Allman, the witch. Yeah. Um, she's running for her life. And Mr. Allman is. Yeah, she does pick her. up the gun. She picks up the gun on the way out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, they end up in the cemetery. And Mr. Allman is pretty much saying, like, you know, what was like the, the, the change is happening. Yada, yeah. And yada. She's like kind of hallucinating while this is happening. Like she's having something is happening to her physically as she tries to escape. Yeah, there's like flashes of like a de demonic face who presumably is Satan or some kind of satanic. And then you know, like the red moon and like yeah, the the eclipse is happening in front of us. Like yeah, and Samantha. Once Mr. Allman's explaining like what's you know this there's a change happening yada yada. She's like, no, I'm not having anything with it. And instead of like shooting Mr. Allman, she actually points the gun at herself, which was kind of interesting. And she shoots um and fires and um. We find out that she actually does survive the gunshot. Um, yeah, she's in a herself. hospital bed in the last scene. As they're talking about, there was a phenomena yeah. that evening where, like, this is kind of like a slow pan down the hospital. All, a very felt very uh, Halloween two yeah. to me. How much of that movie yeah. takes place in a hospital? Yeah, um, and it was. And uh, they're saying like, and there's there's been a phenomenon last night that the eclipse happened far faster than any scientist thought was possible. They pan into the room, yeah. and the nurse comes to her bed. Yeah, the nurse comes to her bed and she's like, you know, like, poor thing or something, poor you, but like, poor, like, both of you. Yeah, so. you, she says, you're going to be fine, both of you. Oh, and I was like, oh, God, she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it looks like the ritual worked. Um, the almonds got what they wanted with Samantha. And then roll credits. Um, but yeah, yeah, so this was a movie that I pushed on everybody. Um, Manda, not a fan, right? Yeah, when I first said it to Frankie, I was like, is this the movie where she ends up pregnant at the very end? Yeah. And he was like, I I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it had been so long. I, I forgot a lot of the details of the movie. I will say that like having watched it the second time around, I really liked it. It is slower than I remembered it being. Yeah. And I think part of why I like it so much is kind of like what it represents, like trying to recreate the feeling of an 80s or 70s like satanic movie. And I love it. And I do still think even even without that context, it stands it stands alone as a really good movie and a really fun movie. Um, it was I, I definitely remembered it differently, but I am I was super happy to go back and watch it. What was your kind of uh, kind of bigger overall thought, Joe? Yeah, um, I liked it for what it was. I thought the director did a good job with details or creating that vibe and that setting that tone. Um, it's, I, I guess I'm more drawn because obviously, as we know, I love my 90s slashers, which are definitely more like fast paced yeah. in your face, quicker speed. This was refreshing in a way that like <laughs> it is a much slower moving movie. I thought the payoff was still enjoyable, but you definitely have to have more patience for this kind of movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it so is a slow was, I burn. I think Greta Gerwig was the best actress and character. Her, for sure. I thought Miss, Mrs. Alden yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually enjoyed Greta's character more than the main character. Which is funny because Greta's, con you know, con off to a successful career acting, directing, you know, doing a lot of stuff. But the actress that played Samantha, her name's Jocelyn Donahue. Um, she she really hasn't done a whole lot other than this movie. She actually yeah. she was in. I saw her in a commercial not too long ago, and she's in Doctor Sleep. Um, and she's a, a few other credits to her name, but, um, you know, she, it's funny that like the side character ends up being the person that went on to have like a, a really successful career in this movie. Yeah. And that leads me to scare. Are they now? Yes. Um, actually, I guess before we do that though, let's do our final question. Yes. Was this movie scary so, and would you recommend it? Amanda first, was it scary? Uh, I would say it's more graphic. I wouldn't say it's scary. What about, would you recommend it? I think I know this, Sander. No. No. <laughs> Joe, scary, <laughs> scary recommend? Uh, scary, no, recommend it, yes. See, I'm a double yes. I do think this movie is scary. I think there are parts of it that, that really, especially the end. Um, and, you know, the the it's not like jump scares, but there's tension the whole movie, you know, as it's, you know, the slow burn of it, I think is, is, uh, it has a scary effect. So I would, I would double yes the questions, but, um, yeah. but yeah, so scare are they now or scare have they been? What are we doing? Yeah. So scare are they now? Um, because this is, I think one of Greta's, um, first, you know, movie roles probably before she is the Greta Gerwig we know now. 
Um, and it's really impressive to see where her career has gone, but she's now a uh, Oscar-nominated director. Um, she did um, Lady Bird um, and Little Women, which was just nominated for an Oscar as well, which is going to have Florence Pugh, yeah. who's going to be in the movie that you were talking about. Um, so yeah, she's done really well for herself. And actually her next movie that she's going to direct is a live-action version of Barbie. So What? Yeah, let's what see where that heck? goes. Margot Robbie's attached. So, I mean, huh. there's promise. The two of them, oh. you know, maybe yeah. it'll be like a different take on it. Who knows? But, yeah. um, I'd yeah. like to see, you know, she's, I love Lady Bird. I haven't seen Little Women, um, but I really liked Lady Bird. And there's something I saw her in. I can't remember what it was that I thought like she was a good actress in as well. But yeah, uh, I would love to, I would she love to a- see her dip her toe into making a horror movie because she's clearly talented at the behind the camera stuff. And sometimes oh, yeah. it feels yeah, like that's the most important yeah. part of making a really good horror movie yeah yeah absolutely so well guys i think that kind of covers house of the devil oh joe's breaking Um, out anything else robot yeah your voice like robot joe said that covers house of the devil i would agree any last thoughts amanda uh nope nope (laughs) yeah i would recommend both this is uh i think this is a real like horror fans horror movie if you're a big buff of movies from that era, you will really, really enjoy this movie. And I think even if you aren't, there's plenty of things about it, um, especially as everybody gets to the bottom of their Netflix, Amazon Prime barrel that make this movie worth watching. But definitely check out the recommendations we all had. I think collectively it's a very solid group of uh, movies we all suggested yeah. um, that you check out. And um, yeah, so with that, Amanda, thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, it's always thank cool you. To have uh, a guest co-host, but also a member of the family. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, and thank you to everyone out there who, you know, still has to go to work and whatnot for keeping us safe and healthy. So, um, and we hope that uh, you're all staying safe and well out there too. Yes. Take care, everybody. Bye, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.